So um, can we conclude that there was a cover-up? Well, I think it's, it's pretty obvious that there's been a massive cover-up. Mm. The ATO, we, we can say that for this reason, the ATO has been trying to get the documentation and probing PricewaterhouseCooper about the scheme since 2017, 2018. So, and then there was an investigation commenced by the Australian Taxation Practitioners Board in July 2020. And all of those groups were seeking information from PwC. And, of course, PwC knew what they were stopping Mm. was getting out. So they knew the substance of what they were they were they were blocking. So they must have known about the the scandal, and of course they must have known more about it because the email trails that they released they released them to the tax, tax practitioners board, and they must have known what was in them yeah. and how damning it was. Mm. And yet they continued to deny and continued to um, obstruct. A, 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 yep. And the tax department continues to hire them on other matters. Yeah. Because yeah, well, they can't do without them. Yes. Well, they, they have put an embargo on... on uh, and I understand that there's no... There are existing contracts. Uh, that's an interesting point, Matt. There are existing contracts. And people said, oh, we can't break the existing contracts. But the uh, Deputy Secretary of Treasury said there's a ban now and no contracts have gone out to Pricewaterhouse since mid-May. So for the last six weeks, they haven't got any any work. And, and suddenly, I understand from a, an article yesterday that one of the contracts that's been let, a government contract, that government department is now asking for more information about um, how they're setting up what we call the Chinese wall so that the, government, uh, the, the arm that's advising the government and the arm that's advising the private investors in it... Um, what what security arrangements are they putting in place? Because in the past, what's happened is every time they said, "What are the security arrangements?" The big four have just said, "Don't worry, we'll Justice. look after it," and they've all done it on word of mouth, on a promise. Mm, mm. Uh, but now it looks like people are asking for more information, mm. and if they're not satisfied, they might say, "Well, we'll cancel the contract." So financially, it's starting to look a bit um, uh, bad for them. And also, we know they didn't do anything because look. Um, I was speaking to a, a lawyer friend of mine yesterday who worked for one of the, the big three law firms in Australia, and we were talking about uh, you know the, the Chinese walls and, 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 and this separation and so on and so forth. And he said, look, it's just common sense that all major firms have these things in, in place as a matter of practice. And he, he said to me, look, it's, it's, it's first-year commerce degree unit 101 stuff. What's been un- what's unfolding? Uh, it's almost like people are doing things on the run, um, and and because they're appearing before the Senate inquiry, uh, suddenly they're starting to get a bit a little bit proactive. Um, and, and in fact, w- look, if there's a silver lining to this whole thing for for me, it's it's when I get on to the to the parliamentary website, and I read the Senate inquiries, and I look at the work that these. Uh, people are doing on this uh, committee and it's completely bipartisan uh, it's really quite encouraging that they're getting behind it and they really are probing and all of this information is coming out mostly because of the hard work by um, Senator Pocock for Greens mm. and O'Neill for, for Labor. They, they've been the, yeah. the two major uh, uh, pushes, pushes. Of, of information and also uh, although he's not on the committee the, the Greens Senator... Uh, Shoebridge? 
Shoebridge. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's been very active as well. So I, it, it is an encouraging sign to me that, that things can get, you know, rocks can be lifted up and... And, uh, and we can see what's underneath. On, on However, Senate inquiries don't have any power of criminal prosecution, do they? No, they don't. Yeah. But, I, but once the information is out, I think... <clears> um, well... The Australian Federal Police will have to investigate themselves. Yeah, but then there's, of course, there's that, that's another conflict yes, of interest yeah, that's, that's arisen right. That's right. Uh, in the last couple of weeks. But mm. just coming yep. back to Pricewaterhouse Coopers, you know, their their mayor corpus, mayor corpus, uh, and and so on and so forth. It, it, it's clearly false because um, if they had these systems in place, like that they should have when they realised things have gone wrong, then the Australian Tax Practitioners Board wouldn't have had to make an order in December, and this I'll quote the order, mm. it ordered PwC to put processes and training in place to ensure the adequate management of conflicts. Now, that clearly mm. indicates they didn't have anything in place, mm. as, even as late as, as December. Mm. Uh, and, and the other thing to remember, of course, if it hadn't been for Neil Chenoweth just happening, you know, the, the, the ageing journalist at the Finn Review who just happened to notice what they'd said... I mean, it wasn't like they had big flashing lights up saying, "Hey, look here, there's a problem here." Um, we wouldn't have, nobody would have picked it up. No, mm. that's right. Mm. So that's a, that's another, you know, the the, uh, the fourth estate yeah. is uh, it's another uh, essential part of democracy, isn't it? Well, they they weren't telling anybody. I mean, it was just there in a yeah. document, a very obscure document that was, you know, had yeah. to be put online because it was had to be made public. But it wasn't like they press released it or anything. No, it and that's right. And in fact, in in early uh, June, the the two the CEO and the uh, the other second in charge of the tax practitioners board had to give evidence, and they were ha- they were being asked to explain lots and lots of things to, as to why yeah. they hadn't done things and, and so on. So they then announced on the first of June that. Uh, they that the investigation into PwC this continues in the light of all these new documents that have have now come out, and they've asked the accounting firm for the names of the nine partners that it sent on on gardening leave, and uh, the practitioners board chair and chief executive said the inquiries into who was handling the confidential information are continuing, and they're going through thousands and thousands of. Uh, of documents, but they're also looking not just at the documents circulated domestically; they're looking at the documents that circulated internationally, mm. and that might be uh, not not a good sign. Now, <laughs> the other thing that they were asked about was why was Collins only suspended for two years? And I thought that was something that that was a question I asked, being an old criminal defence lawyer. I thought this, the so-called sentence might have been a bit light, and. Uh, Barbara Pocock asked uh, the curé, the, the, uh, the, the chair, why Collins wasn't given the five-year prohibition. It turns out that the maximum disqualification period is five years. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think the government is looking at amending that legislation because w- when you think about what was done, it's just it's a massive, massive cheating scandal. Oh, yeah. And, and, and uh, it meant that those companies could have got away with paying more than... Not paying $180 million worth of tax in Australia if they'd have got away with it. And and I would imagine that, um, you know, if somebody stole from their employer, they stole $180 million, 
they'd, they'd be getting a lengthy prison sentence, not just a two-year yeah, exactly. suspension. Yeah. So De Cure, the chair, he, he said that the two-year prohibition was imposed because of the mitigating factors. And the mitigating factors, including the fact that the behaviour was subject to disciplinary action that was five years old. Well, that's really not quite true because it was ongoing, um, way be, beyond uh, 2015. And also, um, Collins admitted his conduct and he demonstrated remorse and he advised that he'd ceased to practice as a tax agent. And he had three referees. Oh, no. And somebody from the committee asked who the referees were, and two of them, of course, were PwC partners. Mm. And he took on notice that he would give the Senate the names of those two partners who gave the references to Collins, <laughs> for Collins. Uh, one one uh, was entirely in- independent. Now, um, they said that the five-year uh, penalty would only be imposed in situations where there was no remorse, evidence of recidivist behaviour and a continued disregard for the law. But one of the other aspects that you take in, in, in sentencing, one of the philosophies of sentencing, is you, you look at the nature and seriousness of the offence. Mm. And Collins' offence, it, it's, just, it's just massive. So it's clearly at the higher end of the scale, and yet that wasn't considered. He was asked whether Collins could reapply after his two-year period, and he said although he could reapply... He'd been led to believe that Collins would never be asked, never asked to go back on yeah. the tax practitioner as a tax practitioner again. So he wouldn't be renewing his uh, his license. Uh, the Senate also asked. This is uh, there's some good brains in that committee. They also asked the tax practitioners, practitioners board how many former PricewaterhouseCooper partners are on the practitioners board. Oh yeah. <laughs> and um, it turned out there were two. There are two. But they immediately said, look, what we did is we siloed those two. As soon as we knew about the Collins matter, we completely siloed. We set up the Chinese walls with those two former partners and they were never involved in any of the meetings and they knew absolutely nothing about the the inquiries. But they were then asked further, um, and I thought this, whether or not PricewaterhouseCoopers itself was a registered tax agent. And they said, yes, they were. And they said, well, why weren't they suspended? Why wasn't their licence suspended for a couple of years because of these great integrity breaches? And um, why weren't they banned? And uh, uh, they, they said, oh, they were very wobbly about that. They said, oh, we, we really thought that the, that the order we made that they put in progress uh, uh, training and, and, and uh, better awareness and so on uh, of those systems, that was an adequate uh, thing. And they said, we thought, uh, quote, to quote the words, that was the right thing uh, to do mm. uh, the 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 other interesting avenue in in that area was they said well how much pension do these two oh, yeah. pract- uh, practitioners on the board get from Price Waterhouse Cooper a year and they asked the question did their pension depend on the profit margin partners profit margins each year for PricewaterhouseCoopers and therefore was there a risk that if PricewaterhouseCoopers uh, didn't make as much money whether these two Tax practitioners uh, would uh, would get a lesser pension. And what was the answer? They didn't know. Yeah, taken on notice. <laughs> yeah, taken, that's right. Yeah, they um, hadn't bothered to check. Yeah. yeah, right. It's 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 interesting. Then now on the sixth of June, D Day, D Day, a lot of stuff came out on 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 D Day. I think D Day was <laughs> Disclosure Day. Um, 
Barbara Pocock hit out a Treasury's decision to sign a new confidentiality agreement with Collins in 2017, even after they said they became aware of a possible breach, but they said that they had very little information at the time and that they passed on that knowledge to the ATO for their investigation. But Pocock said, look, that's, that's not good enough. She said, there's a possible breach of something with a criminal consequence that comes up and, you don't ha and the alarm bells don't go off for you. She said, I'm shocked. What's going on? She said, you're asleep at the wheel, she accused them. The very next day, Meta, or Facebook as they form, formerly known, confirmed that it was one of the tech giants that was using PwC for tax advice on this multinational anti-avoidance law. So they came out, but they said they denied that they knew it was mm -hmm. the firm's advice to them was based on uh, illegally obtained information. I think some journalists uh, asked... Um, That's almost believable. Yeah. I mean, Pricewaterhouse would hardly... Well, they might. You never know. They might say, hey, we've got some really good advice that's illegal. We can't tell you, but yeah. here it is. Yeah, well, when you, that's what, that was the tone in, in um, the, the email trails that went out. Yeah. Um, Collins was saying to people, look, this is the information, but don't tell anyone about it. Yeah. Because one of them said, it'll get me into serious trouble. Yeah. So that's pretty obvious that they knew what was was going on from that. And, and, and the other one, I think he, he used the expression taken from... Uh, uh, ASIO for, for your eyes only, only yeah. Yeah, a lot of his emails yeah. said for your eyes only and, and so on so people look clearly must have uh, you have to be an idiot mm. uh, not to, tw to twig particularly too when you this memo goes out in September three months before the, the legislation comes into effect it's just mm. ridiculous yeah um, Facebook actually said though that they co-op this is interesting Facebook said that they cooperated with the Tax Practitioners Board investigation and our legal external, external legal advisors uh, responded directly and they said that they'd help with the uh, inquiry. But Microsoft made an announcement that PwC uh, didn't work for them and Google, because this, this legislation was known as the anti-Google legislation, right. yeah. uh, Google uh, was asked uh, whether they were involved or with PricewaterhouseCoopers, but they've declined to comment. Now, financially, um, 15th of June, PwC will be temporarily suspended from providing any new tax advice to the New South Wales government, and that was the Treasury uh, Secretary said. And that was their decision, Treasurer's decision? Yes. Right. A key uh, providers in that government arm of PricewaterhouseCoopers are uh, uh, the state governments and... Uh, the federal government. Mm, mm. Now, I understand that down in Victoria, Dan Andrews was asked a couple of months ago whether he'd renew any contracts with PricewaterhouseCoopers, and he said yes. So mm. he uh, perhaps doesn't have the same... Look, just... Uh, <laughs> I can finish off uh, with a lovely ironic twist that came out again on the 6th of uh, June. Andrew Yates, who's the chief executive from KPMG, was giving evidence to the committee. And he said that PwC's behaviour, he said, was disturbing and unacceptable. And uh, so let's put the boot into our rival uh, accounting firm, eh? Mm. Well, guess what? <laughs> the Senate then put the boot into him because they reminded him that in 2021, the Australian arm of KPMG was fined $613,000 by the US accounting watchdog after a review found there was widespread cheating by 1,100 KPMG staff 
in uh, in a training on training tests over a four year period. And guess what? The training was on. This is just so sweet. It was on ethics. <laughs> they, they cheated they on cheated. the they cheated in the ethics exam. So look, they didn't you know, know the answers, um, yeah. you you wouldn't read about it, would you? Yeah. So I think auditors who work in glass towers shouldn't throw stones. Yeah. <laughs>